Hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being in this space. Thank you for being in Undressing the Soul. Welcome, Kelly Robinson. Today is May 26, and mm -hmm. this amazing soul is joining us from New Jersey. You have been my client for almost a year already, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to welcome you. Thank you. Um, Kelly is a healer and currently going through, has been going through an incredible inward journey. So the mic is yours. Tell us, because we were, we were, we were going into an incredible conversation <laughs> and I say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is worthy of being recorded. <laughs> so let's begin. Let's begin. The first question. Well, by the way, who are you? Um, so currently I am a, a soul who's expanding. I'm experiencing expansion. I, um, I don't think it's unique for anybody. I think it's um, part of the process, um, but that's where I can definitely identify with right now is the expansion part. Hmm. Why, why did you choose? What did you believe you needed to go into an inward journey? And did you know what were you getting yourself into for just a few weeks? <laughs> You're like, so, um, okay, what is this? <laughs> so, so for me, what what happened was, um, I was watching everything that I had created um, collapse, and um, when the journey, I, I don't want to say it was the first part of the journey, and what comes to me is that um song um by America, um um a horse with no name and um <laughs> it, it's like on the first part of the journey and you know but um for me what happened was um if you would ask me in like 2020 any of these questions I had answers I felt like I was on a path I knew what the path was um I felt like I had answers I felt like I was in a position to actually help others um I was uh, doing uh, school for hypnotherapy. I was uh, doing work with uh, clients. I was helping them process subcon um, subconscious programs and um, helping them get out of those things. And so I was in a really good place and I felt very comfortable. I was doing that work, um, but there were levels. And when I started to go into the deeper levels because the first part was fabulous. It's like, oh yeah, oh, there's healing available. You know, it's it's easy, it's fun. It's like, it was a funness to it. <laughs> it was like, there was like a lot of, uh, definitely like, you know, I was excited about it. And then as the healing started going deeper, it was like, hold on a second, time out. This is no longer fun. And it was hitting a lot of very deep places for me, which it would have to, right? Um, mm -hmm. But things literally started collapsing. So at that point, I realized that I needed assistance and I needed someone. Um, and it wasn't even really about needing per se. 
it was understanding that it was necessary for this particular part of the journey. Assistance was necessary. And um, that's really how uh, the process, that part started um, in moving into the inward journey. Um, Cause some of it, again, I had been doing it for a long time. I had been doing it alone. Um, I had dealt with many different uh, healers and stuff like that in the past, of course, throughout your journeys. Absolutely. Um, but when things started like physically collapsing, <laughs> all those things started happening. It was, it was definitely a time for a, a, a different level of support. And that's when we came and started working together. You said something yes. very, very important for people to understand. It was no longer fun. People have this notion that the awakening and the night of the soul and the dirty soul work and however you want to call it, it's fun and there are butterflies and there are unicorns and all that great stuff. And in reality, when you really go deep and you face yourself, your fears, your shame, your guilt, there is a lot of uncomfortable everything. And, and you've had, now to have to go through that, you need a lot of courage and willingness. And I've seen you both, because you're here in New Jersey, so we've, we've had, I have the blessing to actually see you physically here in my mm -hmm. studio. And I've seen you process these emotions deeply. When I say it has, it, it's, it's none of the fun part. What is really about an inward journey for you? So, um, I, th I think uh, two, two parts to this. One is that for uh, people who are starting the journey, sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not fun. I knew people who were processing the emotions for me was one of the first stages and um, understanding that I could give myself permission to process the emotions, which was huge. Never in my life have I ever thought that these emotions learning they were emotions, energy in motion, they needed to be moved. I remember the first time that I processed the emotion, I thought I was going to literally die because I was like, this is so ugly. This is so, this is so like, what's going to happen? And my body tensed up and all those things. But after I did it, I was like, oh, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. So that's how I really felt about processing the, the first part of the stuff. And for other people, it was like, no, this is terrible. I don't like this at all. They never got past so each part kind of is an opportunity for you to uh, face this very big fear or stop. And that's really what the healing is about because there's many opportunities in it for people to stop. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't have to continue. And when I say the fun part for me was 
I had learned to process the emotions. I learned, I was like, oh, you could do it too. How exciting. Let's do it together. You know? Um, and I was like, no, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to, it's just, you know, whatever. But then the other layer underneath, which was a lot scarier, it was like jumping into a pool. So the day is very hot. You jump into, let's say, not even a pool, a lake, and you're you're dancing around in the lake. You know, you're like, oh, this is great. Look at the water. It's you're jumping around, whatever. And then all of a sudden, now you're <laughs> in a deep, and you're like, wait a second, this is not the same lake. This is not what I signed up for when I said I was going swimming. The the uh, pl- the pool floaty is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know the the whatever that I was the the floaties on my arms are gone the, the whatever all this stuff is gone now um I'm here and I feel like I'm drowning I, I'm I'm I I don't even know if I'm technically trained enough to be in this part of the pool and I think that's really what I mean by that inward journey is that it doesn't matter it's not like I'm saying it can't happen on stage stage one stage three it doesn't it's it's unique for you but uh you know maybe putting your toe in the pool is the first you know the part where you're like oh yes. no I'm not even gonna, you know whatever so I'm not saying that it's not everybody doesn't have their own part where they're like this is the inward journey for me personally like I said it was when mine was more of like the water is now over my head and and I mean like a couple feet over my head <laughs> not just like <laughs> the top of my head is out like I mean like and I don't know if I'm literally able to to uh to do this stroke I don't know if I'm able to mm-hmm. you know submerge stuff I don't know and there was and and just like in all the pieces to it there is a there is the opportunity for you to go back to shore there is the the opportunity for you to swim back that was the other piece to it is like I was aware like I can either swim back yeah. or I can keep going I know the way back but back is I, I also know what's on the other side I know that life too mm-hmm. back wasn't really an option so that's the thing is you get to decide in all of it and that's the beauty because you you have a choice at every single point every stage every stage and you get to decide how fast you go, yes. how willing you become, <laughs> how open yeah. you decide to be to enter this windows of opportunity that will show you, show you in glimpses who you really are, your essence. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different. And it's so different for everyone's it's, it's unique. It's like, it's, it's the thing that's crafted just for you and there's choice in there and it's, you know, so it's a, a very intricate process. To but it, one thing to that. that I've noticed with you is that you are always willing. <laughs> I don't okay. say always. <laughs> no, 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 no matter how hard and even physically painful it was because you were here right after your surgery. Yeah physically asking me okay I want to I want to joke okay let's let's do the joke <laughs> yeah you you've you've always shown this willingness and even if you were uncomfortable or you didn't understand 
the whole thing or what was going on in your world, inside of you, you were always willing to explore. I I think the gift that I have is this uh, an enormous amount of self-awareness. Um, I yes. don't think everybody has to have it. I don't think it's required. And I also think it's a blessing and a curse. And the reason that I was willing, because <laughs> I knew the out, I knew the other side of it. Yeah. And I, I want to be very clear on it. it. It wasn't like, it was just like, I know the other side of this coin. I've lived the other side of this coin. I'm at this place where I can no longer live this, this other side of this coin. And I also understand what this means if I don't go forward. So um, some places, some, some different scripts will uh, like uh, refer to this stuff as the illusion of choice, mm. you know, like you do have it, but also there is, you know, there's, there's a piece of it that's like, the real question is what is the choice right what, what so is what, the, is, what, what was the choice for you so the the choice for me was the way that my um the way that <laughs> it's, it's funny and I, I and we work through this a lot of this the way that my default programming was set to was annihilation mm. my my default programming was so level one that it was set to self-annihilation. So for me, and, and people will get uncomfortable with that, but when you really dig deep, you can um, just, again, me having this awareness being like, oh, this is the same thought. This is the same thought. I've been having the same thought. And the feeling of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I, I just don't want to even be here. So my default program was a level one just, you know, uh, very much set to uh, a form of self-annihilation. And even with saying that, it was, it's weird to say, I mean, and, and hopefully your audience will understand this, but even in that, there was an opportunity in that level one, because it really wasn't set to my annihilation. It was set to the, 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 the persona that I had created mm-hmm. being annihilated. To protect yourself. Right. The protective personality being annihilated. Yes. So even though it was, it seemed like a bad thing, it was still going to, it was like, it was going to get me there either way, if that makes sense. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, almost like you're going to get there either way. Cause that protective personality will have to go. So you, she'll have to go this way or she has to go this, like whichever entry point you choose to have that protective personality be, be dismantled is up to you, but it still has to happen for me personally. <laughs> so I, hope that, I, I hope that makes sense in what I'm saying. I know I ramble sometimes, but if you can just grasp it, yeah, even though it was bad, it, was, it wasn't me who was gonna die. It was that protective personality that still had to die, regardless of what level I chose you know, to, go through the experience with mm. and, and the level one experience <laughs> was a way more painful way because it in, includes a lot of separation and includes a lot of um uh the belief that you're not being supported the belief that mm-hmm. none of this is for you so 
you do think that you are the protective personality in that process. The, the other, the higher, I don't wanna say higher, the different levels um, include an awareness that this is happening for you. And this is something you're, you're expanding, you're, you know, an expansion isn't fun. Nobody signs up for, and, and you don't know how expansion is gonna come. That's the other piece to it because then it wouldn't be expansion, you know? Like I would have been comfortable with like, maybe, I don't know, I can't even think of anything because I would, a bad haircut. And I had that too. <laughs> like, I would have been comfortable with that. Like, oh, that's my expansion. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, you know, and I had that too. So it was, you know, nobody's, the expansion really has to come out of like a place where all of those different parts of that protective personality are being challenged and who are you who are you you're not her you're not that you're not these things that you created to keep yourself safe and um i don't want to ramble too much i don't know how long the podcast is but i do want to give a little back story to uh some of the information which was um in last year early last year i started having um seizures Mm-hmm. nocturnal seizures and I had went to um get them diagnosed you know they said I had nocturnal epilepsy frontal lobe epilepsy um I was I then I then found out that um I was putting a bookshelf together this wonderful bookshelf right here this <laughs> <laughs> metal and um I hit my wrist against it and um I was showing my 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 older son and my younger son who has autism came and he just bent the hand back and mm. it stopped it stopped moving so my hand was like frozen like this it was literally around this time june 1st was my x-ray last year that i found out because i just walked around with it like oh <laughs> i guess my hand isn't yeah. going to move anymore i finally got an x-ray found out that i had um um my wrist was broken speed up the storyline i found out that both wrists had been broken this one collapsed there was an accident all of these things that I had blocked out, so like literally blocked out, it was a mystery for me to even figure out, hey, how is this happening? Um, realizing that I'd always been in wrist pain to the point where it didn't hurt anymore. Like I, I just believe that everybody's wrists hurt. That's how much yeah. the mind will do. It's just like, oh, well, your wrist, don't you just stop writing sometimes because your wrist locks up? No, that doesn't happen. Um, having to get surgery done, um, nerve damage, all the other pieces and the components that went through that process. And it was not an easy process. Being on mind altering medication during the time because it was necessary to even get the surgery, I had to not be having seizure activity. Then finding out that the, the diagnosis may have been a misdiagnosis, not even knowing where that ended up with. So all of these things uh, creating this very perfect storm because before that, I was, um, if you ask me, I was a caretaker. I was a cook. I went to culinary school. I, you know, cooking every day or almost every day. Um, I was many different things. And now here I am. I got both hands. Like, I, I you know, <laughs> pictures where I look like, um, like, a, uh, like a cartoon character because I have like, you know, just wrist breaks. People are like, are you pumping weights or something? I'm like, no, they don't work. <laughs> and uh even you know like i think the day before the night before the surgery of my wrist 
fracturing my toe. <laughs> I was like, I remember I that. Yeah, I was laid up and like, and I was like, I have one working limb right now, like one limb that's not, and the universe being like, you're going to sit your ass down, yeah. right? You're going to, you're going to sit your ass down. And this is not something that you are going to like, um, finesse your way through. You're going to sit down and you're going to deal with this and you're going to deal with the different levels of pain, all the different levels of, and like I said, that was the deep part of the, the water for me. I did not. And, and, and that was when I was like, I don't know if I'm making it through this. Maybe I took on too much than, you know, too much. Like, why would I have signed up for this type thing? Um, so that part of the journey, and again, just the, the medication, the not feeling like myself, feeling sick all the time so many components and then still choosing I remember I would tell you this weird thing I'd be like at least I'm having a new experience and it was it was weird for me and that was one little grain I had because I was like this is completely different than anything I've ever experienced before all of my experiences have been so recycled that I could name them very quickly I could say, I know what this is already. I know what that is. Even if I was wrong, I was still mm -hmm. able to mm -hmm. identify them and say, yeah, this is, this is this, this is this, this is that, this is that. So this was different because it was, I have no idea what this is. And I went into the great unknown. And that is the part of, and, and I think that's the part of anybody's journey inward mm -hmm. um, to bring it back to the original question, which is, where does it start? It starts when you enter the unknown. And it doesn't, the unknown may be many different places for many different people, right? But it really starts whenever you enter the unknown. And I mean, it has to be the unknown. One of the things I had to do during that period, which was huge growth, was uh, surrender. Ah. Surrender to the unknown. And Here's the thing about surrender. I don't know if anyone's ever talking about this, but I think we have. Um, and, and you know from going through different things also, surrender isn't a mental concept because it is the surrendering of the mind. So if you feel like you know how to surrender, if you feel like, hey, if something happened to me, I could just surrender, I would know how to do that. That is incorrect because mm -hmm. it is the mind that you are literally su surrendering. surrendering. And the mind is the one telling you, oh, I know what to do. The mind <laughs> has to be out of the equation and you have to go into another place, which is the, again, the great unknown. You have to surrender to the flow. So it's like being in this water, right? And now you're like, okay, I can float. And it's like, but where is it going to lead you? Yes. Where is it going to, it's like, you can't do the, I can't do the backstroke. I can't do the front stroke. I can't do the, whatever tools I had learned, you know, previously, those don't work here anymore. You can surrender, but you would have to trust that there's, and, and again, these are things that really deep embedded pain, because, hey, trust. Trust, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say after, because you, you know, the, 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 the part of you surrendering to the unknown you have to have a lot of trust. Right. And, and sometimes you don't even know what to trust. What do I you trust? Don't what do I trust? What do I trust? 
So for me, one of the things that came up that was really big during the process, and I remember texting you about it and being so excited and the next conversation we had, I was like really excited, was I realized that one of the biggest beliefs, programs that I was very much attached to and very much subconscious was unfavored. Mm-hmm. And the feeling of being unfavored literally cuts off all the trust. It's like, if you really believe like you have a, like a parent, for example, and you're like, my parent, they hate me. Right. And they're like, well, come with me on this journey. <laughs> <laughs> take my hand. And they're like, I can't take your hand. You hate me. You, I don't, mm-hmm. I, you, you've never given me as much as my other siblings. You've never done as I'm your least favorite. All of those stuff come into play. So it's a lot of reprogramming so many different aspects of yourself to even get to trust. It's not like trust is this thing that's just like, oh, all you have to do is trust. Mm. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) If I didn't didn't already believe somewhere deep in my spirit that I was being unfavored, then that, you know, I could trust you, right? Because all Mm -hmm. of this came from ultimately the belief that it wasn't trustworthy to begin with right so it's so funny in that and you know we we talked about taking responsibility and you kept asking me okay I'm a responsible adult like oh that's not what we mean no (laughs) that was (laughs) not the concept that we have about responsibility of being a responsible adult we are responsible but we pay our bills we 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 go on with our lives but this is a deeper sense concept or responsibility and that's i believe that's when things started to shift yes absolutely that was the biggest part and there was so much resistance on that one. Oh yeah i think <laughs> <laughs> you would be so like I, one time I was like I don't want to I was like this I'm done I was like I was like I'm so mad I was like she keeps like I kept feeling like I am responsible I am responsible but again the person who was talking was the six-year-old wounded me mm-hmm. who who was like and also angry at responsibility because it was like I shouldn't have to be responsible for finding my safety I shouldn't have to be responsible for finding my meals I'm six years old I shouldn't have to be um responsible for making myself happy I you know I I already am too responsible and realizing that voice that was like screaming no more responsibility um that even when the word came up it would irritate me I'd be like I remember yes yeah, I'd be like, and I remember that text. That one of the, the 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 last test test that you sent me came out, and it felt like you were literally angry. And said, "Good, <laughs> <laughs> great, this is the breakthrough." I was so happy, and yet you were so angry. <laughs> I was so angry because that six year old, like I said, uh, you 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 don't know, you don't understand that when you start out on the journey. Uh, so to bring it back to the water analogy, the most wounded version of you is entering that water, mm-hmm. is entering that um, that lake or whatever, right? And then realizing that you're not this this wounded child anymore, because her voice has been so loud, she's been yelling for so long that everything she says 
you start to believe it. You, you, you're like, well, that's me. That's my voice. Mm-hmm. And then realizing that six-year-old is not you. Those ideas that you came up with that you can't trust the world, can't trust the universe were created from her. She believed that. Um, and for some of us, right? I'm not saying everybody, obviously. But for me, it was very clear to me that the six-year-old who was screaming about responsibility because I, I'm, I'm, I'm often pissed off at how much responsibility I have. I'm often like, I have a child with autism. I have uh, my own, I take care of all my own bills. I take care of, no one's ever helped, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And um, the responsibility was understanding there was a different level of responsibility and it was the responsibility to manage my energy, to manage who I want to be, who Mm. I know I am. And it's different than paying bills. That's a different responsibility, you know? (laughs) It's a way different responsibility. It's managing my emotion. It's managing how how I'm perceiving things. It's managing what information I'm letting in. It's managing, it's the manager managing the responsibility of self, right? What I'm managing these old stories now. Hey, I created this story, you know, 10 years ago. Is it still valid? Does it still need to be here? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Well, let's get rid of it. And is that using coping mechanisms? To no. It's, it's, yeah. it is, it's, it's very different from, it's being completely 100% self-aware and, and yet self-awareness is such, it's so much deeper, but having that enhanced self-awareness gives you that sense of responsibility where you no longer, you, you're aware when you're using coping mechanisms and then you can shift and decide and choose. Hmm. No, you become the observer. And one of my biggest coping mechanisms, which I, again, used to piss me off when you would mention it, was spiritual <laughs> bypassing. And I had learned how to spiritual bypass a very long time ago. It was like, and a lot of us, when we come into this stuff, we're like, oh, um, it's, there's, it's a coping mechanism. And we mm-hmm. don't understand it because we think we're taking the higher road with stuff, but the, all the stuff is still being unprocessed. The emotions are being unprocessed. We're not looking at them. We're not, we're almost not having, it, it takes away the responsibility, yes. right? It yes. takes away the responsibility because it's like, oh, well, that's just what the universe does or, or you know, whatever the case may be. And there's, it's not that, uh, it's not that spirituality or any of those ideals aren't true. It's just that you aren't in a position to go there because you've stepped you just tried to jump over the big gap gap of other things that were in between that needed to be processed mm-hmm. for you to arrive at that and fully arrive at that. So you're trying to arrive by it almost conceptually, but your heart hasn't arrived there. Right. And so soul, that's the, yeah, and the energy hasn't arrived there. Mm-hmm. And it actually builds up more resentment in a way because you're like, I'm doing everything I should. I believe in crystals. I believe in whatever, the, the moon cycles. I, I should be. But you, you and, and then 
because it's not the tools that are broken. It's the fact that you haven't done the things to be able to use the tools. You just, you found out they existed. You, you, you just jumped to there and you were like, okay, how come it doesn't work for me? It should be this, it should be that. And it actually builds up more of a, a distrust and a resentment towards life because you're like, why, why does it seem like I'm the only one doing it wrong? I see all these other people, they, they have it, they're using these tools, it's working for them, um, or it appears to be working for appears them, whatever be. it is, yes. right? Or yeah, it appears to be or whatever. But for, for many of us, we're not, we haven't processed that this is there and mm-hmm. here, there's this big gap. And that's where all the richness is. That's where all the, the yeah. magic actually is in that place that we want to jump over. And the magic, what I found was the magic was in the pain. And it sounds weird to, to, to even say that, but really being able to go into it, look at it, because um, that's where all the transformation was. That's, that's the point, right? The point for the transformation is in the pain. It's not when you get to the other side and you're just like, um, it's, it's almost back to the lake again. If I just, um, you know, um, drove around the lake and then I got out and I was like, ta-da, look, <laughs> I made it through the lake. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, oh, well, what was your journey like? And I was like, oh, wait, I, but I didn't have to go in the water. No, that wasn't, uh, you know, that, that water's not important. The important thing is that I made it around the lake. Ta-da, I'm on the other side. Um, <laughs> and you didn't see anything me. underneath. <laughs> you didn't see anything underneath. You didn't even go, go in. You didn't feel the waves. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to drown. You didn't spend days floating on your back. You didn't, you didn't, under, you know, you didn't grow these new muscles, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't grow this, this new um, insight on what to do when you're in the water. You didn't learn any of the things that were in it. And now you want to get the reward on the other side. And I don't want to use the word reward, but just understand what I'm saying. Like now you want to mm-hmm. like, and the person who comes out of the water is like, I get it. And you're like, well, I should get it too, because I'm on the other side of the lake. And then you start, you, you continue being confused right. and not knowing why you're not understanding. You don't have the clarity. You don't have the confidence. And you're you mad. Have and you're this mad. aha and this breakthrough. Is, yeah. well, and you're almost mad because you're like, well, I did what they said, which was to go around the lake, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. get to the other side. I got to the other side. I don't, any of those things aren't really meaning anything. I don't have this deeper understanding. I don't have any of those things. Um, because the, the, the peace was in the journey. The peace was in the unfolding. The peace was in, that's where the magic was. The magic was in the lake. It wasn't getting to the other side of the lake. And that's what we always think when, and that's what creates that whole when and then, right? Huh. When I get to the other side of the lake, then I'll be happy. When I get to, it's okay. never going to be no. that. Going to be in the lake is where I got all this, whatever it was. And and and, and I'm not saying oh, it's always pleasant. It's it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's not going to be pleasant. It's it's there's 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 parts that are pleasant right when you understand things about yourself when you have deeper realizations about yourself when parts of yourself 
burn off and they're no longer there and you're not weighted and you're like, um, hey, I don't even know why I had that belief before. I was telling you in um, one of the last sessions, I was like, I don't even know why I believe that. I was like, it's so weird that I really believe, where did yeah. I? So when those parts start burning off, then you're like, you, you, there's a freedom that comes from that, but not necessarily while you're in the process. So um, again, I, I rambled a lot, but hopefully- No, you, 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 you've, you've, you've felt it so deep that you know how to explain it in a way that take us through that journey. Because everybody's, like you said, everybody's journey is different. But at the end of the day, is the embracing of your soul, is the embracing of all of you, the embodiment of who you really are deep inside. And to do yeah. that is to face your fears, to face all of you, to face the reflection that you've avoided for years, if not all of your life. And yeah you've you've done something and when you text me that because you 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 send me messages and I read them and I can sense <laughs> the energy that it's going through and yeah. I love it um when you said I booked the trip I booked the trip I had literally I had tears in my eyes because for you yeah. to do that That was a big step. That was a, yeah. it was a breakthrough. And by the way, when you go through this journey, is that that you jump and you're right there? Ta -da! I'm like, I arrived. Yes. Like it, it requires a lot of patience. Yeah. And we have gone and through requires action too. It requires action. I don't want to leave the action part out. Totally, one hundred percent. For many of us who are um, spiritual people, we've created this uh, thing that. A lot of action isn't necessary. It's third dimensional. Why do I have to do this? Why do I physically need to do this? And because we, the answer is because we live in the third or fourth or whatever dimension we're in right now, but we're here, we have a physical body, we have a physical experience. And that's part of the process is to physically shift things because conceptually again is, um, it's nice. I'm not going to say that getting to a, a, something where you can shift in your mental isn't nice, but the real magic is again, when you're doing the things and you're behaving in a different way, um, they'll say that's when the life becomes the meditation. Cause it's not just, I sit and meditate now. Um, I, and, and I did that for many years. I just sat and meditated and it was nice. There were times when there was real peace, you know, in that meditation and I get out and it just be chaos in my real world. But now it's like, um, I'm not saying there's not chaos in my world on occasion because it's life and has nothing to do with me a lot of the time. Now I'm also seeing, well, how is, because I'm, I'm, I'm the meditation, I'm the one creating the meditation through the actions. How is this now, there's different results. Things have different results. So things wouldn't have a different result just because you had a different thought, you would have to have a different thought then do a different action to create a different result. So for me, when, um, and, and the, the trip was the biggest part of it because um, I had found out that my, uh, recently my, my uh, 
say my, but um, the father of my children passed away suddenly. And that was huge in terms of the different pieces and processing and even being in a place to process those emotions, you know, process. What does this mean? What is so many, so many different emotions. And I was like, I give you permission, give my body permission to process those things. And then seeing that um, I want, a, being very clear that I want a different type of experience. This experience that I'm having is very limited. It's, say it's very limited, but it's, I've, I've grown, I've outgrown it. It's like, I'm wearing, um, you know, a size, a six shoe and I'm really a size 10 or something like that. I'm just mm. tight. It's tight. It hurts. It's, it no longer fits. And um, I had been waiting for someone, you know, you asked the question, I'm taking it back a little bit. You said, what is it that you really want to do? And at that time, um, still recovering from the surgery, still recovering from it, but really recovering from the surgery, um, I know I needed to be in a really peaceful environment. I wanted to really uh, soak and relax my soul and all of those things. And the question was, well, and what's stopping you? And I was like, well, I don't have the money for that. Like, you know that, you know, like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> you know, I can't. And it was like, I have responsibilities. I got bills to pay, you know, I can't do that. I can't. And it was, that's where I really understood that it wasn't a choice. Um, it wasn't going to be, I don't want to say there wasn't a choice there, but it didn't feel like there was a choice anymore because it was very clear to me that what was stopping me was the same programs that were literally dictating my life. And it was no longer, uh, it was no longer about me fighting against the reality. It was me just shifting programs. It was me shifting out of that. So I became more concerned with hey, what's this belief about? And I need to change this belief. I don't really care what's happening on the out. The belief is more important than the actual manifestation of it because the belief is what's powering these things to manifest and keeping me in this very size six shoe when my feet hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. this is literally becoming very painful for me. And so when I was able to, I remember that night I did not sleep. And I don't know why I felt like the hardest decision because I booked it two days before I left. <laughs> two, <laughs> two days before I left. And I was like, these prices are astronomical. Um, you should just wait. And I was like, I cannot wait. And it was like, um, wait till your hand feels better. Wait till this feels better. Wait till whatever. Wait till there's, there's always a pot. There's always so much like influence in the, um, in the psyche, like to wait, you know, yes. like, and I realized from that incident with um, that, that awareness that came up of like, I was walking around like I had an IOU in my pocket that said from the universe, hey, no worries. You got 50 more years in a fully functional body. You got 10 more years. You got 10 more days. You got whatever. And I was like, nobody knows this stuff. We're all pretending that now isn't all we have. And the illusion of time sometimes really is the biggest block in creating what you want now. Because every time you say not now, it's literally saying, I, I need to expand. I need to change these programs. I need to become 
more, not now, not now. When I get more money, when, mm-hmm. when I get better health, when I get the man of my dreams, when it's the when and then. It's, it's the greatest, like, it's so, it's the thing that we all get caught in so many times, the when and then, you know, and waiting for this moment in time. And people were like, oh, you should plan and you should. And I was waiting. I was like, can you go with me? And can you go? And everybody was like, oh, I'm busy. And I was like, I'm going to go alone. And I, you can't go alone. And then my mother would talk to me in my head, you know, the programs of her of like, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. You know, you can't go <laughs> too dangerous. You can't, you know, you can't leave the state. You know, you can't leave your, your block. In trouble, you know, she's, I told you this funny thing. I'm Jamaican. So she said, trouble don't set like rain. Which means that no, there's no inclination to trouble, but it's always around you, right? You don't know when it's going to hit, but it's always around you. And uh, those things had affected my nervous system so much that I really was just such a very anxious, nervous, small version of me because it was always this looming danger. So I'd have to plan for things to be perfect. And I always planned outside of myself because I always planned that somebody else would come in and make it perfect. That was the other piece to it. You know, it was never going to be me taking myself on that trip. It was going to be, well, when I meet the perfect guy, I guess he'll take me on that trip. Or when I get some lottery winnings, I guess it was always something outside of me that was going to bring in this piece, bring in this ability to change bring in even the responsibility to somebody else the responsibility was never me it couldn't be me because i was like i already have enough responsibility i pay bills get out of here there's no (laughs) no responsibility that i can you know that i can do so um i I had booked the trip uh yeah and then i and i went on it and it was like uh the first day i remember getting there and just being like seeing how anxious I was in my body I was like oh I should have packed this and I should have packed this and I should have you know and then being still for a moment and spending that time alone with myself and soaking in the waters and um then it was like this new part of me emerged and I realized that I was with my six-year-old who was you know I thought it was like a solo sabbatical and I realized my six-year-old I was taking her on the trip and then um when I, none of this stuff was included, you know, it's in America. So none of the stuff was included <laughs> and going to like the restaurants on site and stuff like that being like, well, you've already paid so much for this trip. You got to choose the least expensive thing on the menu. And I was like, no, I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to, if I want dessert, I'm going to have dessert. If there's, if I want tea at my meal, but there's tea in the room, I'm going to have tea here. You can do that. I'm giving you permission. And um, towards the end, meeting all these, being so open and meeting all these different people who came in, just like soul family who were just like literally there, who were like, hey, I recognize you. And I, I sat next to this lady at the pool who, who told me, she was like, I think I'm the luckiest person alive. And I was like, what? I had never heard anyone say that before in my life. And she invited me out and we, we went and we met a healer. And I thought at some point I was just thinking to myself, the luckiest person alive wants to hang out with me. Mm. <laughs> and that was huge for me because it, it just showed me how my energy had shifted. Because at one point I was like, I am the most unluckiest person alive. 
And now people are like attracted to me who are completely on a different frequency, completely having a different experience. They're not in lack. They're not um, experiencing any of those things. And they're just like, oh, welcome to the tribe. Yeah, you belong here. You know, so that was huge. And then um, meeting people who are like guiding me and being open, being super duper open during that trip to even be like somebody saying, you, you, you landed here. This is a great place to land. Um, but by the way, there's another place you need to go to. And it was like, I, I well, and then and the first thought was like, well, I'll have to come back. And then it was like, no, I'm going to extend the trip out. You have a night to do this now. You got to find another hotel. You got to rent a car. You got to do all these things. You got to change your ticket. You got to do all these different things. And I'm like, but now it's even more. Exp and none of that even mattered because it was like I was in a flow of. Um, and that's the thing. Each part of this requires you to stay in flow. It's, it's never going to, it, it's not like this one decision you make, you're gonna have to keep making the decision each time, each time. Cause they could have yes. came home. Yes. They could have came home. I could have said, well, when I save up enough, I'll come back, I'll plan this right, whatever. But yeah. I went and I had the most incredible spiritual experience on this other part of the journey, um, which would not have even happened if I wasn't open and, 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 and had action and taken action, right. And taken action, which was, okay, I have to do these things. And now I have to do them. When do you need to do them now? No, <laughs> now. You do them right it's now, it's right? Not, 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 not in two weeks, not in five weeks, not in five years now. So those are the main um, components that I would say are very important, which is understanding that all the illusion of time you have now, if you, if it's, if it's, oh, I need to get this, I'm, I'm trying to do something different, but, uh, you know, I'll wait until I feel better. I'll wait until whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's now stop pretending like you have an IOU in your pocket. We don't, no. even the most spiritual people die, even the, even the most, every, there's only one way out. This is not Again, this is one life. This is one it's life in our only job. It's not the dress rehearsal. This is not the dress rehearsal part. No. People thinking like, when I get to this, then I can live. This is not the dress. You are, this is it. This is it right now. And it's very right unique now. to each and every one of us. It's it's very unique. So at the moment you have it, I haven't seen you compare yourself to no one. You have owned it completely <laughs> and this trip was after what 10 years no it has it's huh? not easy this this no. trip came about 10 years after i mean it oh, took yeah. 10 years for you to years physically to physically do it to physically do it and the craziest thing is there were parts where i had the money for it there were parts where i could have but it was always something else that was perfect i didn't want to there was a huge part that I didn't want the responsibility of making my own happiness. I wanted somebody else to make me happy. It was simply it. I wanted some external force to come in and to say, because I also, you know, the six-year-old in me was like, I don't have the ability to. And I was like, I understand that, but you're not, I'm not six anymore. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and working from this module of feeling like this, the most wounded version of myself having to make, and it was like, at the end of the trip, it was, I left alone, if that makes sense. So I came in as two, it was me and my six-year-old self. And then we were able to merge. And I was able to say, I got it. You don't have to. I gave her the impossible job of driving this 18 wheeler friggin' around town. She's just like in the, she's like, I don't know how to drive this thing. I'm like, ah, you're doing great. <laughs> you know? like, I don't know. I, I have the ability to. And I'm like, ah, shut up. time she's crying i'm like just be stronger just be this just be and it's like i never push 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 there's a twilight zone episode or the guy goes like a push 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 (laughs) and uh it's her willoughby but anyway it was like understanding that yes the six-year-old version of you can't do these things but the good news is they don't have to Mm -mm. you in your adulthood with all these tools and all this information, just because you've been believing everything this six-year-old says doesn't mean that you have to be a six-year-old anymore. Just because your emotional intelligence has stopped <laughs> this place and you're very much connected to these beliefs, beliefs and ideas that the six-year-old came up with does not mean that you have to give the responsibility to the six-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I left very incorporated um, with not and not in an angry way because again a lot of the stuff when you're dealing with the inner child so much of us are angry at them you know it's like they're so annoying they're so oh this again you know it's like if we had a sick beautiful child who was knocking at our door and we'd be like you again oh how annoying you know you know like hold them and you know work with them and stuff like that so it was also relieving her I took the keys from and I said I will now drive and that was the biggest part was she no longer has to and all the versions of myself all the wounded parts of myself were able to get into this big 18 wheeler since we're using that analogy and we're like driving and and I'm the one who's driving instead of any of them any of those wounded versions of myself driving Mm -hmm. um and that was the biggest shift because it was the energy of making these decisions because a six-year-old couldn't have planned that trip. She couldn't, she was like, I don't know what to do. You know, this is, now this is scary. What if we go into the desert and we get murdered? And my mother said, don't, don't do this. And there were a lot of pieces that were, you know, like, I don't know, right? I don't, I don't even know what I'm walking into. I don't even know what, what's gonna happen. I don't even, so, and it's still like that. <laughs> On, on this part of the journey, it's still like that. I don't know what I'm walking into. I don't know what's going to happen, but I understand that I have the skills. I have the ability. I have the um, ability to balance my nervous system, to regulate mm-hmm. it, to be able to move in a way that's different than a worried child. Yeah. And it's beautiful because you get to experience, you mentioned chaos, you get to experience joy despite of the challenges despite of the chaos that surrounds you yeah you learn to tap into access that inner peace within yourself that is always available to you yeah and bliss for me which was really interesting um Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I felt bliss and my conscious awareness um recently was when I was in a, a float tank 
And I remember when it came in, it was the most scariest feeling I've ever had in my life because I instantly thought like, if I feel this, it's going to leave and that's going to be so painful. <laughs> and realizing that I had been blocking bliss because mm. of that belief, that if it comes in and, and for many of us, I want to say that it, it's not even that we're afraid of pain. We know pain, pain is easy, right? We know it, we understand it, we've lived it for so long. But the bliss part is like, uh, oh no, 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 no. It'll leave. And for me, it was like, my body was like, no, I can't like, listen, it's gonna leave, it's gonna hurt when it leaves, it's gonna be so. And it was like, no, relax. Everything is supposed to leave. Your nervous system wasn't designed to carry any of these emotions, just let it flow through you. So now I have the ability to like be out walking or be in nature or just sitting somewhere and see something and this huge feeling of like bliss will shoot up. And it's like, yeah, I'll just look around and I'll be like, it's so it's, and it's not being created from these external things. Like, you know, bills still need to get paid. No, all of these things still need to get done that would have been like oh no bliss can't be in here because <laughs> everything's not perfect yeah and allowing it to flow and allowing that energy to move and now and now it knows that it's a safe I'm a safe place to go to like she'll allow it she allows it you know so huge huge like uh like, I feel like bombs should be being dropped right now as we're talking, you know? <laughs> yeah, those sound effects. Like, like the New York DJs will do the bomb drop. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, like boom, you know, just understanding those pieces because they were huge. And the only way you're going to do it is by, again, you have to swim that lake. You have to swim, swim that river of change. It's not it's uh it's it's non-negotiable you can't just drive around it and say i got to no no and, and, and you don't know how it's going to come and, and it's and it's going to be unpleasant i'm going to tell it's going to be something that would create resistance it's going to probably the most resistance i remember like my hands being like uh in these things and me still trying to do everything and realizing like who am i if i can't do these things like because again I'm a care I'm a caretaker I'm a this I'm a and it's like what you're none of those things who the hell am I who am I and it was so much resistance and even letting go of those protective pieces of myself that I had created and again the interesting part about all of this is those protective pieces that you created were created from a place of where you believe that was the only way to get love you believe that was the only way to get acceptance. You believe that was the only way to be, uh, to uh, merge, to be a part of a tribe, to fit in, right? Mm -hmm. So you formed a role and it was such a small, tiny role. It yes. wasn't even, it's not even like who you are. Um, it's not even who you, you, you can be. It's not even your, any of your potential. It's just like, and then you just, you know, you worked on it so much that you became good at it. So now it's like, well, that's what I do. I cook for everybody. I do whatever. And I'm really good at it. Well, now you have no hands. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> you're not cooking for anybody. You're not, you, you can't even, I can't even pick up a kettle to pour water. You know what I mean? I'm like, can you help me open this water bottle? <laughs> All these things <laughs> you can't even care for yourself. So what are you going to do? All of these pieces 
being like stripped away and then the real self being able to be emerged from the from the place of I don't know because I because knowing creates a box right Mm -hmm. knowing has its limits when you know what's going to happen it's very much boxed in it's very much um, it's filled with beliefs and interpretations and perceptions and assumptions and all that yes that we filled ourselves in right you filled it in so it's safe you're like oh i can go to that i know what's going to happen it's the unknown that really is the the magic place it's really where everything acceptance because i sense a lot of acceptance now yes definitely the acceptance and the acceptance of the biggest piece was the acceptance of the present moment right Mm -hmm. i'm no longer at war and I remember reading something from Eckhart Tolle um, when I was like in the midst of this stuff that was going on. And um, it was a quote, it just came, you know, I found it and it was like, it was like the universe was always talking to me even when I was in the darkest, darkest places. It was still like giving me messages for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and the quote was something to the effect that if you want, if you say to the universe that you want war, the universe says, I'll give you war. Like, if it's war you want, it's war you'll get. And not because it's mean, it's because that's what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving you what you're asking for. So I had this war waged with the present moment and I conceptually did it, right? In my mind and I was like talking to people and I was mentoring people and I was helping people and I was like, oh, you got to make peace with the present moment as long as it's good, right? Because I was like, well, it's... it's as long as it's good, you can conceptually, what about when it's terrible <laughs> or you perceive <laughs> or, or painful or there's loss involved or there's scarcity involved or there's fear involved or somebody's passing or you absolutely don't know what to do. Then how's your relationship with the present moment? And usually subconsciously, we are literally, that's the time when we wage war because it's not supposed to be this way. If you loved me, it wouldn't be this way. If you wanted me to be here, it wouldn't be this way. You would make things easier. I wouldn't have to go through any difficulties. I would just be like an Instagrammer who could travel the world and <laughs> get and live fabulously. And, you know, and I wouldn't be worried about any of these things. So all of those things um, became very aware that that, that belief was there. Um, and how how to how to really go into that pain that created it how to really sit with that pain that created it and now how to disassemble this belief because it's not true because it is about expansion because nobody would choose the way that they want to expand <laughs> no. it be, literally it wouldn't it would be expansion if you got to choose it right uh so all of those pieces allowing me to see how much uh like it's the tapestry right I started to see the tapestry of how much had to come together for any of this moment to even take place and that when you start looking at that very big picture right how much of this how much went into this moment I'm a visitor here on this planet I'm I get to see some trees, some buildings, 
maybe some water sometimes, mountains, I love mountains. <laughs> I get to see these things. And when I'm in this place I'm, that I'm visiting, how much is, I went to a place recently and it was like seven, what did it say? Seven, let's say seven million, seven million years ago, these things happened, an ice age happened that formed this chasm of rocks. Mm-hmm. And realizing in this moment, I am witnessing seven billion years of expansion and I get to witness it in this moment. So there's a piece in the present moment when you, when, when it, it becomes almost very big in that way of like how much pain had to go into that person erupting. And I'm not suggesting it, but I'm just saying you're, 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 you're a partner and there, you know, you have a conversation and, um, you're uncomfortable and you're like, nah, I gotta leave. (laughs) (laughs) We had an argument. He doesn't, you know, he's not buying me new sneakers. I don't know, whatever, (laughs) but it's against his belief system to buy sneakers, whatever. How much had to go in to this moment for it to take place? And when you stop looking at the details of it, right? Because the details are what's triggering your own stuff, right? Oh, I'm unloved. My mother didn't buy me sneakers either. My father never bought me sneakers. He said, I didn't need sneakers. Everyone hates me and they, Mm. you know, whatever. But there's a bigger, there's just such a bigger picture, right? Which is how much, like this person has been carrying these generational traumas. How much, how much isn't even for them to be comfortable enough to you to say no, right? New pieces start to emerge, which are very, very, different and change the experience in that way and you realize that it's not like this thing that's trying to hurt you it's just expansion it's just expansion Expansion. the moment you decide yes and the moment the the moment you choose the moment you're willing to go to go deep within yourself yeah as as we come close to to this incredible chapter session (laughs) all of it for someone that is contemplating for someone that is just starting and don't even know where to start now you had a great sense of awareness but for someone that don't know where to start what would you say to them um I'm going to say that the, the journey is always going to begin within yourself. Obviously it's going to, yeah. it's going to begin when you um, stop looking for the, for the external to, or you've decided that the external there, there's something that's happening inside of me. And I can tell that the external isn't a part of it, mm-hmm. right. That I keep seeking this thing from the external. Maybe you've gotten a job that you said, hey, when and then. The, the best time usually is when you've actually achieved one of the wins that you thought would be the point for then I'll be happy or yes. then I'll be satisfied or then I'll be whatever. Um, that's a wonderful point. A lot of people really feel broken down by that point because it's, it's such an interesting point to enter from. Um, but any of the points is an entry point. And you understand that there's something that 
I have to do inside of me. Maybe there's just a more, you want to spend time more alone. You being more contemplative, you're just in your, and, and, and people would say, I'm sick and tired. The interesting thing about that, that's not an entry point. Because I was sick and tired or <laughs> I was sick and tired and tired and sick and all those things for many years. That's not an entry point because we actually have learned to work in that energy. Both yeah. yes. of us have learned to survive in that. It's literally the energy of survival. So if you're very accustomed to survival, that may not be an entry point for you. You're sick and tired. It's an awareness, certainly. There's a deeper awareness underneath it um, that you would have to definitely, get to. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's just because, because it actually just brings up more of the same feelings. Like sick yes. and tired is is the known. It's it it's it, it, when you're sick and tired, you it's it's when the pain is so grand that you say, Okay, I had enough. Yes. This is so enough. Sick, and I'm right. So sick willing, and tired and it's enough Yes. Because again, so the, the willingness level, right? to, go, to so go deep. Tired, there's, there's something underneath it called enough. Because a, a lot of us will function in sick and tired for a very long time. I know I certainly did. I know many people who do. They're like, I'm sick and tired. I'm sick. And, but they don't say, but it's enough. There has to be, there's a point mm-hmm. that you get to where you understand that it's, there's, there's a, and I don't want to say it's life or death, but maybe you'll understand it from this perspective. That, that level one, when I tell you that I was set to self-annihilation, that that level one is, it's, it's, it's active, it's churning. That level one is churning, it's churning. It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> and that's, there's a point where, it's a point though. And everybody will say there's a point. There's a point where you enter the pool. There's a point where you put your toe in. There's a point where you put your leg, and that's the other piece. You don't have to submerge yourself immediately. Everybody's process is so different. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's getting to the lake. You put your toe in, right? You, but it's some, you know, there's what is the point. question? For you, what was the question? The question what was- would be the um, question? The question was- That made you, you say, okay, I need guidance. I yes, need really support. Fascinating because I just actually- really understood this more and um it was understanding that because the question becomes about death right it becomes about some sort of death and it's like maybe the greatest teacher isn't isn't life itself maybe the greatest teacher is getting to a death because it's one of those inevitable things where you have no regrets and how you how you maneuver life mm-hmm. maybe it's so the question for me was are you going to regret the way that you lived that's a big one and it was yes and when i realized that no one was coming in to change the way that i was living it was going to have to be for me and this thing that many of us are uncomfortable with um but is literally the experience of what we're having, right? We're all getting to that place. And, and not in a dismal way, because a lot of the great spiritual teachers will actually say death is the, the, the greatest teacher, right? Because you're not taking any of the stuff that you accumulated. Mm-hmm. This shit is trash. 
it's going in the dumpster or your family's going to have to worry about how to sort it out. It's really inconvenient for a lot of people to go through the 40 years of accumulation or Mm -hmm. however years of accumulation of the stuff that you thought was interesting or valuable. Um, You're not taking the people with you, right? You're not taking, there's nothing that you're taking with you, but you. (laughs) And you're not even taking the body. Not even you. And you're not taking the body with you either. So I don't want to make it seem like you're taking the body with the body's not, the body's staying here. It's turning to dust. So what are you taking with you? And the piece of the, the non-attachment, you start to understand that these things weren't, didn't matter. Well, what did, what, what does matter? Mm-hmm. What does matter to you? For you to be able to say, I'm, I'm here, I'm standing here, death is this beautiful angel that arises, whatever. Hey, how was your experience? Do you have any regrets? And I think that's actually what creates another cycle of karma is when we say, yes, I do have regrets. So actually being in a place where we don't have regrets and again, not trying to spiritually bypass it, not trying to like fake it, not trying to fake the funk because um, they, they talk about light as a feather. Your heart has to be light as a feather, right? Mm-hmm. There's a way and that's the weighing, right? That's the truth of it is if your heart is as light as a feather, you're not held down with the regrets. Mm. You're not held down with life should have been better. It should have been this. It should have been live with a lot of shame. It should have been this. It should have. The word should have can't be a part of. So um, that's that was the big question for me um, because I was facing something where I really felt like I was dying um, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even. Um, and the question became, are you going to be okay with death? If, if you were to go tomorrow, how are you? approaching this how are you going to say that you lived your life how are you and I was just like it it just it it cracked me because I was just like I haven't lived and it was like what stopped you it was like what stopped you and it's the willingness to experience the death of that version of you that you've known all your life because for you to rebirth definitely that person that has been driving your life has to die Yes. So it was huge in that shift of like how, how, um, what, and then now I ask myself, what would life, if, if you were living a life that you consciously were creating, if you were living a life that you actually wanted to live, what would it look like? What mm-hmm. would you do? Mm-hmm. What would you do? And I asked myself that in terms of little decisions, like, uh, what would you do? Right. So it's not so much about these these physical things because I you know when you asked me to run a podcast I was like uh, the the thought came up at first and it was like well I haven't achieved any of those physical things to be able to speak and say well Diana now I live in a mansion and you know like, <laughs> the, the, the society what society has thought as it needs to be right 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 it's it just any of those things are um am I physically in a I can say that I'm in a body now that I'm more patient with that I'm more um loving with that I say yes to a -hmm. lot more in terms of saying no in 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 the things that I'll do um and I and me saying yes 
I say yes more to different adventures, different things, um, more spontaneousness, more unknown. I let the unknown in more. So I'll, I'll say yes to things. I'm like, I don't know, but yes, you know? Um, and also not feeling the pressure to say yes, just because it is unknown. You know, I'm not doing because that. You're tapping, you ta- you're really tapping into yourself and yes, honoring what you really that. want, which is a big difference. Which is a big difference. It's not to please. No longer people pleasing. I pissed so many people off in this process. <laughs> so many people with my with my nose, with the well. I'll see you do it for yourself. Why can't you do it? Because it was for myself. And um, that 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 awareness as well has has been very uh, just. And I can't even say you just been just like that's the life changing aspect to it. Mm-hmm. The life changing aspect to it is is that I make this I, I make different decisions, and not all of them are. I'm not going to say like every single one is. Some of them are very much, um. But there's an awareness behind them. Like, are you going to still do this? Are you going to? And there's also a different light that's shed on them, right? Because it's not the same feeling of I'm doing this. A lot of my my behavior, a lot of my actions, a lot of my motivation was subconsciously to get love, subconsciously mm-hmm. liked, mm-hmm. to be accepted, to be a part of a tribe. Because only with that acceptance, only with that 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 guy or, um, well, that's the only way I can get the house because he has to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, just a lot of the stuff has been very much tied to again the external somebody else all of these different pieces to it so realizing like i'm the hero in my in the hero's journey it was me it wasn't holy cow i was waiting for the hero it was you are the hero what me yes you're the hero of your own story you're the hero in your journey yeah gonna be somebody else it's it's not gonna be somebody else it's you and it's and it's the it's taking ownership of your journey fully what has been the biggest takeaway in your own journey um i think i've had so many pieces that have definitely cracked me one of the biggest for me was when i shifted from seeing that unfavored was such a big theme for me because I did not know it. It was so subconscious. I had identified so many other themes, but I did not know it um, until I realized that, and and not only that it was for me, I shouldn't say that, it was for my six-year-old. And my Mm -hmm. six-year-old was the one who was driving this bus. She was the person who was in charge of all my decisions, (laughs) in charge of how I was going to act, how I was going to behave the choices I would make so it was understanding that she no longer had to have that responsibility of being the driver of my life and um that was the biggest because it 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 was like a point that was a point where things could shift when I was like oh but you could do it I was like me Mm. I was like yeah you six and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) that makes sense you know, and then actually doing it, doing it. And more, the more I do things, the more, the more I become 
responsible for myself, if that makes sense. The more I actually do the actions, the more the less I'm afraid of doing the actions because now I'm building up this muscle of it doesn't, I'm not afraid of it anymore. I'm not, I used to be afraid of these things yeah. because I never breathed it. I never, you know, it was, it wasn't me doing it. it six, six year old. So now I'm seeing, oh, you have the skill set, you have the ability. It's a different perception of everything. It's just a different perception. It shifts. And it's so much it shifts weight. everything. Yeah. yeah, it really it's does. Yeah. And, it, and it, I'm no longer when I, I hear the word responsibility. I'm not, I'm not like, <laughs> that, eh? I can't take any more responsibility. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm responsible in every moment. That's the other piece is that I've created a system in which I'm responsible for my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being. Mm. I'm responsible for it. And it's, it just has a different meaning now. And that's, that's healing generational yeah. trauma. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. That's when you take responsibility for everything. Take ownership of your life and become the driver. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm very grateful to um, have had you <laughs> in the, <laughs> the journey and boy oh boy did you piss me off so many times (laughs) because again I think the different parts of it is when you're when you're accustomed to working with people who aren't um who aren't saying who are really dealing with the conceptual part of it right conceptually oh you know and then it was this person who like you're this person who's like well Kelly what about the action part and I was like didn't sign up for action what do you mean <laughs> me i know no. <laughs> I you the one doing action and i was like kind of sitting there like diana um no like somebody else is going to come in and do the action for me and you were like no that's not how this works and i was like oh why did i why did i have that belief anyway mm-hmm. that was the first time it was like where did that belief come from and i was like you were six yeah yes you needed somebody else to come and do that for you Yes, that makes sense. No, you're not. So you don't have to wait for somebody else to come and do it. And I was like, oh, I get it. And now you get, because I always say at the, very, at the very beginning before we start sessions, there's going to be times where you won't like me. You did tell, you you absolutely give that disclaimer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I read the disclaimer. <laughs> yes. And I was like, no, I'm going to it's all gonna be and plus I have really perfected the method of because I'm so self-aware I can talk a good one it's, it's not it's not hard for me to talk it's not hard for me to tell you the stuff that you know somebody else might be like oh okay yeah she's she's right on target she knows her mm-hmm. stuff yes I know it <laughs> that wasn't the question that was never in question the question was the other piece, the other part of the transformation, which is like when we grew up, we used to watch like G.I. Joe. And um, some of us did, dating <laughs> myself. But G.I. Joe would say, and knowing is half the battle. But there's another half, which is action, which is making the changes, which is now that you know, you can sit in, I know, I know, I know, and have the greatest sense of awareness. And if you are not changing how you behave, nothing changes it's it's literally taking the blind spots and bringing that mirror for you to look at yourself yes yes 
And so, so it is telling you the things or showing you, guiding you for you to see the things that perhaps no one else have ever shown you. And, yeah. and that- Or you'd be so defensive when somebody shows right. you that you're yeah. not talking to them, mm-hmm. right? Because there were points where I'd be like, I don't want to talk to her anymore. I was like- oh, That's okay. fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll yeah. see you in 15 days. <laughs> right. So that was the other piece to it is like, there's, it's not like there's, there, there's a trust that's established right and you're in this process and you're understanding hey find somebody who knows how to navigate the process if you're if you're going down this river right and picture it being like rapids and stuff like that and all this yeah. stuff and there's a guy who was like hey um i have a boat um it's ten dollars I'll, I'll get you across or whatever and you're like oh have you done this before no, but I've watched others and how hard could it be? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or the person who's like, I navigate these waters. This is what I do. Would you, if you want to come on this boat and, and it's not even a boat, I'm going to stand, I'm going to be on the boat and I'm going to tell you how to swim. I'm going to tell you what to do next. And there's parts where you can get on the boat. There's parts where you have to get off the boat. There's parts and it might make you mad that you have to get off the boat, right? There's parts where you're going to be like, you know, no, you should be carrying me. What am I paying you for? What am I, you know? And yeah. no, this is where you have to you have to swim through that. But it's dark. Yes. And it's night. No. <laughs> There's things in the water. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. the part you have to swim through. This is what you need to do in order to swim through it. I'll be here when you get on the other side. You know, it's a different experience. So you have to choose your travel companions for this journey very um wisely and not from a place of you know how it's supposed to play out because mm-hmm. you don't yeah. yeah and trust that they have the since they've been navigating these waters they might have more insight than you do in the process and it's it's um It's not for someone to give you the answers. No. Like I said, it's not for you to get on the boat with the person. And- it's for you to find and to trust that you have the answers within yourself. And you always have the answers within yourself. You, I'm just teaching you how to rely on yourself. How to tap into that inner wisdom and trust it. Because if somebody else gives you the answers, then it's not your agenda. It's their agenda. It's their insight on what they think or I think you need to do your life. And that's that's not the case because everybody is unique. Everybody. And and the part of the trust is really important because when I when I started really working on understanding trust, it wasn't that I didn't trust the universe or God or whatever. It was I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. It was I didn't trust myself. I didn't think Very that I point. had the ability. I had the ability. It wasn't it was a reflection of me not trusting myself because there's no trust that's required for the universe there that implies that there's a separation between you and a thing when you are the thing the thing is literally nothing but designed for expansion nothing but designed for love so why would you need to trust it you know it's just the separation in there that you've created that's like now it's something different and because it's something different, I need to, uh, it's outside of me. So the universe becomes inside of you. You become uh, 
more of the universe, you're embodying more of the universe. But the trust was never about that in the beginning. It was a trust of um, that you didn't you didn't understand that you had the skills, ability. And again, because you've been functioning from this wounded child. And at that time, they may not have. That's the reality of it. At four, you didn't have the ability to feed yourself and make a life for yourself and um, maybe heal your wounds or any of those things. At, you You didn't. And that's fine, but you're not that anymore. So that's a huge piece for me to also talk about with the with the trust is when the trust piece was really learning how to how to trust myself, even be able to trust my intuition again, trust my ability to say yes to things because you can't say yes to things if you don't trust yourself. I mean, you can, but you're not saying it for yourself. You're saying it for others. You're people pleasing. Um, but the, the the beef you got the beef that most people have with the with not trusting god or trusting the universe or trusting life is they haven't they're still thinking that they're the wounded self that doesn't have the ability to do these things so i can't trust myself to pull this off i can't trust myself to work with it yeah so beginning to trust yourself to see wow. yourself in a different way Oof. There's so, I mean, we can go on and on. Yeah. And there's so much yumminess. See, you see, you see, it just flows <laughs> because it's, it's, you're speaking from your own experience, from your own well of knowledge or of wisdom. And, and, and a big crosser of the river of change. Like I, I have like a, a thing that says, I crossed it. And it's learning that it, it never ceases never ceases it just continues right and now you are equipped to to notice and to shift and to choose where to go and how to feel and that's a big shift the biggest very different so this is not going to be the the, the, the last episode i don't know how long we've been here it's been I mean, when when we're having fun, we lose track. time. Of course. Ah, so when I and think there's just so much like good stuff that's like being channeled and being remembered and being explained and um all that stuff. So it's it was really an honor to sit and talk with you and thank you and um this is an amazing amazing thing that you do. It is you won't people won't understand it until they're going through it themselves and um i don't think that i'm not looking at uh, i've reached a destination i haven't there's many other rivers of change for me to go through but now i and they'll require different tools and they'll require different things and whatever but yeah he's i will celebrate the now moment of it which is i've i've gotten in this now, I'm not where I was. I'm not the person I was. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it's very different for me. So I will celebrate very the now. Different, very different. And I want to, I want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate your courage because mm-hmm. you and I have only known you, you because you've experienced it and I, because I've witnessed it. And I also felt it, hmm. even here, uh, so close. 
And I just want to celebrate your courage and your willingness to always go deeper, even when you didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Even when you didn't understand it. Yeah. Even when there was big resistance and angry. (laughs) Ah, but you've always process the the moment the feelings the emotions and you've always said yes and that's what has made the difference in in how you feel now so thank you for inviting me in this journey of yours thank Thank you you allowing me and inviting me and allow me to witness because every one of you is very different And it's so incredibly magical when I see someone, when I see a woman that is accepting of herself, that it's loving herself and is making now decisions for herself and expressing what she wants and how she wants to create life without comparing herself with others. And that's, that's freedom. So thank you. And I celebrate you. <laughs> mm. So good. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all of you who have joined us. If you stayed until the end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for always being here, always listening, um, and always being a witness to these incredible stories of incredible women. Thank you. This is Undressing the Soul between us. (laughs) Thank you, you, Kelly. Thank you. Hold on.